What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. Today, we have a very special interview with Ryan Bett. He is the host of the Dental Podcast, and today, he's going to deliver a ton of value. Ryan, what's up, man? Not much. Thanks for having me, Brady. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know a little bit about you through social media, but go ahead and tell the listeners some more about you, more in-depth view of Ryan Bett. Absolutely. I'm a serial uh, entrepreneur, I would say. So that, that story can be a long one, but I'll summarize it. It really did start all with a, a lemonade stand back when I grew up in Chicago and uh, learned about product diversification, marketing, uh, advertising, and that evolved into actually a marketing agency. Uh, I, I won't go into that whole evolution, but we ended up uh, by age 14, I had 13 team members, uh, and then we were servicing over 200 clients in 25 different countries, really focusing on the non-profit uh, niche rather, and just trying to grow the, the ability for these nonprofits to fundraise and make an impact in, in their cities across the globe, whether that was starting schools, drilling wells, building hospitals, whatever that might be. So that's really where I got my start uh, from there. I ended up doing uh, a traditional software startup that most people would say and uh, had a couple executive roles at some other uh, venture back companies and uh, back at it again on my own doing uh, another uh, healthcare uh, software startup right now. That's awesome, man. So you had team members at age 14. Did I hear you right? Yes, that's wow. correct. Wow. So you started really early. I, I did. Yeah, I was 14. And I think, I don't even know what I cared about. I guess sports. <laughs> that's it. But <laughs> you were going and getting your entrepreneurship journey started. That's awesome, man. So, well, thanks for sharing that, guys. For those of you out there new to the show, Budget Trek is centered around financial freedom. I, I'm on my own journey to financial freedom. Me and my wife have a very lofty goal to pay off all of our debt in one year. And I want you along this journey with me and hopefully educate in this journey as well, but also through interviews with people like Ryan. Ryan is always striving to be the best version of himself, currently doing very many things and very many buckets of life. And he's going to deliver a ton of value today. So I want to dive in deep, Ryan. And you know, you can see on social media, you have very massive levels of success. You've been everywhere. You've done everything. But I want to dive into the very beginnings of your journey. So, you know, you're where you're at now, but we all know that you don't start your journey with this level of success. Right. And that's where I want to start. I mean, business is not easy. We both know that there's failures, there's rejections, there's everything from A to Z. And I want to know how the management of your own personal finances from the very early age, even 14, how did that play a role in getting you to where you are today? There, there comes a point in everyone's journey, everyone's career, where uh, you normally hit an obstacle, and that's usually where we learn. Uh, those who are, are smarter than I am take the time to listen to podcasts like this and hopefully uh, have someone else point those potholes to them before they, they bump into them and blow a tire. So, uh, you know, I love that you're doing this podcast, Brady. I, I think for me, uh, there's been looking back, there's been a lot of those potholes that I've hit. And uh, I would say the most profound one in business, I'll, I'll start there and then I'll go back to kind of the financial, personal financial question. But the, the biggest pothole in business, I would say, was a, a time when 
I learned uh, the importance of people. Now, that sounds really juvenile or elementary, and uh, of course, people are, are important. But the idea of putting people above profits every single time, and it wasn't until I learned that the hard way through a, a failed acquisition uh, with a, a startup that I really realized that at the beginning, uh, and even before the beginning of a company, you walk into that company with relationships, you're going to make some new ones uh, during your time at that company or whatever uh, organization you're a part of. And then uh, leaving that company, the question is, are you going leaving that company with better relationships than when you started? And in this one uh, circumstance, I can say I didn't. And that's when I really uh, started putting value on people because people are there the whole journey, the whole time. And I think that ties in very closely with your personal finance too because uh, there's going to be different times in life where you are uh, with people financially that have more than you do and you're going to be with people that have less financially than you do. And the question is how do you relate to them and, and make them feel valuable and, and love them well despite their level of uh, financial freedom or uh, how much is in their bank account or what car they drive or what house they have. Because at some point, uh, money can make others feel uncomfortable. So you really have to understand what, what your own view of personal financial success looks like right. uh, and follow that. And don't worry about what the people around you are driving, wearing, vacationing. Because uh, a lot of times those pictures on social media uh, come with uh, a lot of credit card debt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's crazy. You, you, uh, you touched on that because I'm a big proponent that everybody's definition of financial freedom is different. For me, in a whole year, I want to pay off debt. I want me and my wife to get a house. You know, I have very different goals from the next person, but I'm not downing the other person's goals. I, I know I'm around people who have more money than me. I'm around people who have less money than me, but we're all on this journey together. The purpose of my podcast is I want to put everybody on the same level. Everybody's going to have struggles throughout their journey. I feel like it's my job to facilitate those struggles from A to B and get everyone on the same level. Because I think when you're on a journey and you know that someone is enduring the same pain you are, it resonates with, with you that much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's always pain points that you're going to have no matter how much money you have. Right. Uh, and I think people say, if I get to this salary or if I get to this amount of the bank account or if my house is worth X or I drive a car that's worth someone's house, uh, you know, whatever that is and whatever that litmus test is for you, that's going to come with problems. And, right. And so... I think, uh, you know, like you said, Brady, really well put, you've got to understand what happiness looks like for you and really what's your purpose in life and why, why you're doing what you're doing, not getting sidetracked by money, because I think money is one of the biggest things that makes us make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's why businesses fail, uh, sometimes because of a lack of money, but more often than not, it's a, a lack of stewarding the money that you are given well. And I, I am a firm believer that we are each entrusted with what we're able to handle. And if we can prove faithful in that, then uh, we usually are, are given more one way or another. So uh, I think that's uh, just a philosophy. To right. Live by. Absolutely. And going along with that, I'm curious to find out what your own version of financial freedom is. Yeah, I think that's a moving target uh, for me and, and what that looks like. And one of the things that uh, my wife and I have done is kind of set out uh, each decade of our life. So when we're in our, our 20s, when we're in our 30s, when we're in our 40s, what do we want to have happen? And so uh, in one decade, it, it looks like, um, you know, having no more school debt, having no more debt from this and just being debt free, not, not having to pay anyone anything. Um, and, and there's obviously good kinds of debts and business debt that uh, we keep separated from personal. But 
so that that's kind of a decade goal. And so throughout a course of our life, that's, that's a goal. Um, being able to uh, never have a car payment, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you make sure that when your car breaks down or you get in an accident, how do you make sure you get what you want to drive? Uh, but also you can be uh, fiscally responsible. Um, another random goal, and I wouldn't say this is necessarily financial freedom as much as just a financial goal is to never sell a house. Uh, so any house we live in, um, we have never rented. We've been fortunate since uh, the day we got married to, to have always owned uh, where we've lived. The goal is to never sell a house. So I think uh, that's not necessarily a financial freedom goal, but as much as a um, just a financial goal that we have. So it, those are things that uh, aren't right or wrong, and it's different for every person. Um, I, I mean, there's some obvious ones like credit card debt's usually not a good idea. Um, just no matter who you ask, uh, usually that's not a good idea. Getting points on a credit card, I'm all about credit cards. Um, but you know, paying them off every month is also critical. So, uh, but more often than not, financial freedom really looks uh, to what you're most comfortable with to live the life that um, you're hoping to live and have the outcome you're hoping to have. Absolutely. And there's a few points you touched on, the most recent one being credit cards. I fully uh, agree with you. I, I, I don't think credit cards are necessary, but I think obviously society pushes them on people. But I think if you're responsible with them, pay them off on a monthly basis, utilize the points, and it can be very beneficial. But like you said, you got to be smart with it. The second thing that you said was that your version of financial freedom is a moving target. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I am a big proponent, and I think this is something that not many people agree with. I'm on my own version of financial freedom, but I contradict that by saying I don't think everyone really attains their own version of financial freedom because I believe when you start to get close to that goal, that goal shifts to something completely different. I think it's a mindset. And like for for me and my wife, for instance, we want to pay off all this debt. We want to get a house. Well, when we get closer to hitting that goal, that goal is going to go to another level of, okay, well now let's save six figures in our bank account. Let's do something else. So I think, you know, there's this one aspect of financial freedom and it's constantly moving up and up and up. Yeah. And I would think uh, when you talk about financial freedom, the idea is not owing anyone anything um, is basically kind of where that idea comes from. I think financial success is absolutely a moving target. And, you know, I want, you said, you know, X amount in my bank account by this date. Uh, and I think when setting goals, it's really important. And I think people fail to do this often is set uh, what's called a smart goal. And I, I, Peter Drucker, I think, uh, said it, maybe Stephen Covey, one of the great management uh, individuals of our, our time. But it's the idea of having a goal that's uh, very specific. You can measure it. So it has a dollar amount to it. It's attainable. So, uh, you know, if you're only making, uh, you know, $75,000 a year, uh, and you want to save a million dollars in 10 years, well, you're not going to bring in a million dollars in 10 years. So that's probably not a, an attainable goal. Right. Um, uh, then something that is, uh, I forget what the R is, but then t-, t is time bound. And it's just this idea of creating a goal that has a very clear path to get to it. And when you have that and you write it down, and I think that's the other thing that a lot of people don't do. They talk, especially for those who are married and have a, a, a spouse that can hold them accountable to the goal. If they don't write that down, chances are they're not going to ever hit that goal because it was just a conversation over dinner. It's not a, it's not something you're working towards together. Right. And it's interesting. You said that I, I was on a podcast this morning. Uh, I was, I was a guest and he asked me for those wanting to begin their path to financial freedom. I asked that question in my podcast, but he asked me on, on his, he said, what would be the number one thing you tell them? And I said, well, well, there are several, several different components that come, in, come into play. You've got a plan. 
But I think the other side of that is you have to commit to the plan. Me and my wife, and this is probably unorthodox, but we combined our finances before we got married. I know finances are one of the leading causes of divorce in America. And I figured, let's go ahead and get this together. Let's get everything underway. And, you know, when we get married, everything's going to be perfect. Well, that didn't happen. I said, let's get on a plan, but we never committed to it. So now that we're on a plan, we're committed to it. And I think that is 75% of the planning process is actually committing to that. And my dad used to always say growing up, if you fail to plan, then you're going to plan to fail. Yep. And I think that's huge. But I think nowadays people, they don't really plan. They just expect things to happen for them. Right. And it's the wrong mindset. Right. And I think that's the curse of uh, the millennial generation is if you kind of go back through history and you look at the way we were raised, our schedules were so detailed. We were actually, the millennials were the first generation to have schedules for them since the time they were about four is when the average uh, millennial had a separate calendar from the family calendar or an, as an addendum in, to the family calendar. So a lot of times we do uh, fail to plan because everything's been planned for us. Well, this is one area where it's time to grow up and say, hey, uh, I need to take control of this. And if I don't take control of this, it's never, you're never going, going to get to where you want to go. I mean, you had to take a driver's test and learn the signs uh, and all of that to be able to get your driver's license. You, you plan for that. You, you took the test. You passed that. Uh, you've got to do the same thing with your finances. For sure. And, and when people ask, when's the best time to start? Now. Don't right. say, oh, I'll start next Monday. I'll start next month now. It doesn't matter if it's middle of the month. Just start now. So, well, Ryan, I, I want to switch gears here. Because like I said before, my per- the purpose of this podcast is to put everybody on the same level. And I think that's done through resonating with other people's struggles. And I want to know the worst financial situation you've ever been in. And I want to know how you got out of it. Yeah, I think that's one that, you know, also changes over time as you have more experiences. Uh, I would say, uh, I would say the one that's probably most common that will happen to a lot of people. I'll start there and then I'll share a more recent one. But I think once you start making a, a decent amount of money that far exceeds what you need to do the basic things that you've always done. I think the biggest risk is to move away from a plan, move away from the discipline because you have that flexibility and spending, you know, uh, more on a dinner and getting a nice bottle of wine and then spending a couple hundred dollars on this and that and a trip and whatever doesn't hurt like it would have in a prior salary or prior income situation. However, uh, you start to lose your discipline. And really what finances come down to is discipline. It's not about how much you can or can't spend always. It's about are you spending and making sure you're accountable to yourself and, and all of that. So I think, you know, uh, as, as uh, I've had the opportunity to earn more money over time, when I first started earning a significant amount of money on a regular basis uh, that wasn't tied to uh, any sort of uh, exit event or transaction when it was a, a monthly recurring and I basically could do a lot of what I wanted. I think that's when I lost discipline. And that's when you start saying, I don't need to save that much because uh, my income's going to carry me. Or, I, and you just start making decisions that aren't the wisest and might actually put you further away from your goals, even though you have a greater capacity to reach your goals. So I think that's uh, one that uh, I've faced and I think a lot of listeners uh, would face. I would Absolutely. also say the one that uh, is probably the biggest financial situation that I've ever been in that is uh, probably not as common. Uh, you know, I, I start a, a lot of businesses or invest in a lot of businesses and uh, have the opportunity to be a part of different businesses. And uh, there was a culmination within, in the recent future where I was opening up, I've got uh, with a partner, a series of 
coffee shop and wine bars. Um, and we were opening up a new location and that price tripled. Um, I had launched a new startup that I had personally decided to bootstrap. So that happened. Um, I had uh, kind of left an opportunity that was generating a lot of monthly income and uh, some other things were going on personally. So uh, with, uh, you know, and in life. So all of those things happened within 90 days of each other. Uh, and all the sudden uh, commitments that I had made either to future investments or opening this new location and things became ridiculously challenging because I was, um, you know, I was moving very fast because I had the capacity or what I thought was the capacity and I lost a little bit of that discipline. So it does, I mean, it does tie into what I said in the first point. Uh, but these were, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, uh, questions within, you know, 90 days or less. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, you just have to always be disciplined and always measure, uh, what you're doing well and, uh, know what your comfort level is too, because even if you have the money to do it, there's a point at which either tapping into savings or tapping into a certain account or, um, having to, to do certain financial things, uh, becomes costly to you, even if you have the money to do it. And so you have to really figure out your priorities right. and uh, get those straight. Absolutely. I mean, like they always say, more money, more problems. So, and that's true. Yeah. No and I, it, it's true. Yeah. And I think there's too many people out there that want to make millions of dollars. And it's like, well, there's going to be more problems than what you're thinking about right now. And they're not going to solve themselves. So you better prepare for that. And it's interesting too, that ties in with this is I last uh, episode, the one that came out last week, I interviewed Travis Chapel, and his two main points were, you want to always be looking for ways to increase your income, but you always still want to live like you're broke. Yep. And I think that's huge because like I said before, when people my age, I don't think I'm in the millennials. I think I'm in Gen Z or Gen X or whatever, but I think people my age, when they start making a lot of money, they increase their lifestyle and they're not ready for that. Yep. I graduated college, I got a job and I figured, oh, I got a job, I got a salary, I can get an apartment, I can get a new car, which is where some of this debt comes into play. I was increasing my lifestyle and I didn't even make that much money. Right. I just think it's a concept that society, maybe even social media pushes on you, but it's crazy because, you know, I asked you about your worst financial situation and I remember this because once I increased my lifestyle, obviously I had more bills. I wasn't making that much money. I was wearing myself very thin. Me and my wife combined our bank accounts. She was in school, so she wasn't working that much. I remember specifically, we had about $200 to our name and I had wow. rent coming up. I couldn't pay rent until I got paid. There was no way. Hmm. But what's crazy, and, and I don't try to push religion on this podcast, but we were tithing at the time as well. And I believe that God can do way more with 90% than you can do with 100%. Absolutely. And it's just crazy how stuff always worked out. And me and my wife were talking about this the other day. During that time, it's like we would we'd pay all these bills, but we still had money left over to actually live and money that we had no clue where it came from. Absolutely. It's just wild. And, uh, you know, not trying to push anything either, but to go off what you said, um, you know, the same thing my wife and I have experienced, uh, you know, the the religious background of tithing is often what people feel is the, um, you know, like a, a checkbox to fund the church uh, or, or whatever religion. Uh, and the reality is if you look at uh, any of the teachings uh, in the new Testament of the Bible, it's more on money than anything else. And people hate talking about money, but it's all about discipline and, and the heart and what it goes back to. And my wife were, and I were in a similar situation with that 
when we were having tons uh, of things come up that we had to make decisions on. And thankfully, we didn't get down to $200, but we had to make some decisions on potentially other things that we were doing and never, ever had to pull the trigger on any of those because uh, God always provided. So uh, there's it's something to be said for the discipline of money. Absolutely. And I think too many people nowadays, just tying this in with discipline, they figure I'll get disciplined later. And that was my mindset. You know, all this was happening. And I was like, well, God's going to be faithful to us. But at some point, I'm like, I've got to get myself disciplined as well. I have the power of free will. I need to get myself disciplined. And obviously, the lack of discipline led to the $50,000 of debt I'm in now, which might not be a lot to a lot of people, but to me, it is. Yep. So it's when I got into this hole and I actually committed to a plan and then here's the birth of the podcast to kind mm. of keep myself accountable as well, have people on this journey with me, interview people like you, Ryan, people who are successful and always striving to be a better version of themselves. And I think it's going to impact a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you don't have discipline, you will be disciplined. So, I mean, you, you might as well start off with it. Otherwise it's going to end rough. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a true testament to that right now. So, <laughs> but uh, Ryan, we can go ahead and start wrapping up, but I always like to end with this question. You know, like I said, this podcast is about financial freedom and there's several, several of my listeners out there who are just beginning their journey towards financial freedom. And I would like for you to give one piece of advice, anything you want that they could use in their journey right now. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I would say is understand, and it's actually bigger than finances, but directly impacts your finances, is understand what your priorities are in life. Most people have never taken the time to write down their priorities on a piece of paper. Don't ever write more than five, uh, and usually your priorities don't change. Sometimes your goals change, but priorities are sort of like the foundation of what your life's built on. And I would encourage all of your listeners to do that. And then look at their finances, because what you'll find nine times out of 10 is that your finances, what you're spending the most money towards, or at least putting uh, maybe your first and your best towards, is not actually in line with your priorities. And uh, that is when your finances will get out of whack every single time. So take down your priorities. Mine, uh, real easy. I've got it on a card on my desk. It's uh, God first. A second is my wife. Uh, and uh, next is family and friends. And then finally is business. So I've got four top priorities, but that's always the sequence in which they, they fall. Number five is everything else. So the, the random stuff that's not important. And if I don't invest in things in that order, and again, it's not always the amount of money, but um, where you're putting your first money. So if you have to choose between two things, which one's going to come first, uh, when those are out of whack, your finances are out of whack. And so I, I would really encourage all of your listeners to take the time on a piece of paper to write down what your life's priorities are. These are things that aren't changing. It's not a goal to have this much in your bank account. It's the five things, four or five things that never change, uh, no matter what happens in your life. And uh, that really will change the way in which you view your finances and really prioritize your life. Absolutely. That's awesome, Ryan. Guys, you heard it from him. Get your priorities straight, write them down. It takes probably five minutes because you already know it's important to you. They don't change. And if you go through life, going through that list and saying, what is going to honor my priorities one to four to five, then everything should come into place. But obviously that involves discipline, have discipline or be disciplined. And with your finances, this is a perfect phrase, have disciplined or be disciplined. Guys, thanks for listening. Ryan is on Spotify and iTunes with the dental podcast. Ryan, where can we find you on social media? 
Yeah, uh, you can find me on any platform at Ryan C Vet, R-Y-A-N-C-V-E-T, uh, or go to RyanVet.com. Awesome, Ryan. Appreciate your time. Keep hustling, man. Thanks, Brady. You too. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.